Welcome, Mike, to Big Content. It's sweaty. It's sexy. We got tattoos flying around everywhere today. The dog days are over. What do you mean? They're just starting. I know. It's hot. I have not Casey's slept. getting fixed today. I don't know where I am. This is like a flu game for me, but like a sleep game. But I've gotten good feedback on the pod recently. I was told we have good chem, good chemistry. Who said that? And that people are enjoying the podcast. So what idiot said that? As a reminder to us, really, first and foremost, but to you guys, if you think this could be helpful to one person, share this with that one person because I don't want to say that in fucking March of 2023 that this podcast hit its peak with 1,400 YouTube <laughs> views. Yeah, what happened with that? <laughs> Why did that happen? I never like, went back we and really were researched We were feeling that. good. And uh, no, but I, I'm a big believer in we're putting in the time. We're creating good content. People enjoy the show. That's important. We do have to figure out, you know, distribution. and. All right, buddy. Let's okay. get to the show. <laughs> All right, big content. So, where do we start? Uh, today, we start with uh, your trivia YouTube. It's flying. You hired a couple of interns. Dominating. We got like six K views on the last video in twenty four hours. I know it's nuts. So I, we're we're I'm waiting for my royalties because I am an early investor. So funny you mentioned that. Are you and already monetized on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. We just actually you I just put it through yesterday. Went through the first two steps. We're about to be monetized. Nice. So. Um, one of the interns, so we we officially hired three interns. Congrats. They're going to start. Three. Three. That's more than you were thinking, no? Yeah. The problem with, like, shopping, you know, it's like shopping. When we yeah, go to our yeah, office, we're going to be like, yeah. this is our budget, but, like, you know what? This one's really cool. <laughs> you know? That's how it works. It's because people have different skill sets, and you're like, we yeah. could probably use that. Yeah. Um. So, three. One of them is flying in this Saturday. He's from Florida. and He's going to move here for the summer? Gonna move here indefinitely. He like I think he handed in his keys for his lease. What did fucking you, witchcraft do you have over these people? Did, this kid fucking yeah, it's the wife. Did you it. see the uh the mattress? Yeah. He's sleeping here, yeah. Until oh, he, that's him. Yeah. He took sexy peas. So he so he texted <laughs> me today and I'll read his text. He's got a tattoo of BDG on his fucking forehead. He's gonna have Expose one by, this the, by the end of the summer. No, no, no. He said Give him uh, a name. Jameson. Jameson. Jameson Trey Trahan. Trahan. Wait. Sure. Is he, he's not related to Ryan, is he? Who's Ryan? Ryan Trahan's like the best YouTuber in the world right now. Nah, it'd be sick, though. How do you spell his last name? T-R-A-H-A-N. Oh, boy. Maybe that's where he gets his content wits from. I'm just saying there's a chance. It's possible. I feel like he would have mentioned that, though. Would he? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Cousins, at least. So he texted me, he said, uh, what are your thoughts on me investing in a percentage of the new BDG trivia channel instead of getting paid? I said, no, <laughs> absolutely no chance. Tell him he can, I mean, we can talk. What I do said, I own? 12%. I said, yeah. When, Call him right now. When we get in the seed round. Call him right now. Why? Because one, I need to know if he's related because that's going to change the scope of everything because he's literally would be related to like the Mr. Beast. Okay. 2023. What else? And I want to do a live negotiation. So you're not selling equity? It's not a live negotiation because I'm not allowing it. You can't sell money? things that you don't own. <sighs> Fuck. I said, I like where your head's at, but no. It's a conversation for the future, depending on where it goes with you. Yeah, but he's trying to get in early. We all see the promise. You don't need to get in early because it's not like by the time I would give him equity, like we'd no, have valuation raised, of we'd it raise would be our much series higher. B. If it has 100,000 subs by the time he's done with it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, you get 3%. Now he could get 6%. Why the fuck would he? Why would I give someone equity in it right now? He's not done a single thing for it. Because he's going to grow it, if you believe. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah. I'll give it I'm, to him. I'm here. actually shorting the stock. <laughs> oh, you're back now. <laughs> we'll pump and dump. Well, no. The way I would look at it is, like, any of the first bunch of full-time hires, I would just give equity in the company. Like, going for no, equity no, in BDG is, uh, BDG trivia. Yeah. Sharp, but yeah. it's not a thing. Like, we're well, not. you could get more, a more meaningful stake. <laughs> we don't have it as a business. It's not like an LLC I know, or Inc., okay. you know? But yeah. he could get rev share on it. Like, that could be his... Yeah, maybe. Like Here, here's what we're doing with the intern. So we have three coming in. He's flying in Saturday. The other ones, I figure, will start right after the holiday. So they're coming in next Thursday. That's their first day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. July 4th is the holiday on Tuesday. Yeah. You gave off July 5th? or Good guy. Recovery day? Changing or? my weight. Not for me. July 3rd? I'll be in here July 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. Okay. I'll Tony's going to be out of office, so I wasn't, like, trying to put them through a boot camp by myself, you know? I got shit to do. Yeah. 
I'll be here. They're starting Thursday. So they're going to go Thursday, Friday, and then the regular schedule will kick off Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They'll be in here from like 10 to 4, so that's 5 to 6 hours, three times a week. Um, and basically, I put together a pretty intricate schedule for or, or exactly what they're going to be doing, and I laid it out TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And a lot of their primary focus is going to be trivia, right? Like that was one of the yeah. big mistakes we made with Guessing Ice Lunch is not looking at it as its own business and like scaling it as its own business. I also don't think like no one, no one took leadership of it and was like, I'm yeah. going to make this my thing, but this is what we're doing the second time around with it. So a lot of their work is going to be putting in time for that. So we'll be doing right now. We do one trivia a day. We're going to scale it up to two trivias a day wow. and we will have at least one extra exclusive YouTube video go up. So that way there will be content that you can get from it on TikTok that you can't get on YouTube and vice versa. Um, and now we're starting to make a few hundred dollars a week off of it from TikTok. So it's like worth investing back into yeah. um, that along with like all the other stuff that we really couldn't get around to with everyone else in the office. Like in terms of one of the, the, the biggest focus outside of just trivia is creating original native content to each platform. So like Twitter and Instagram, we're going to be making sure that we're making like memes and stuff that's relevant to fantasy on yeah. TikTok. We're going to be doing more like trending stuff around the office mm -hmm. uh, to get our like personalities a little bit out there. So they're going to tie up a lot of loose ends when it comes to that, but yeah. it's cool. I mean, it's good and it's bad. It's like, we're hiring these people to just focus on this new part of our business. Whereas like YouTube, we don't necessarily need that much extra help. I don't know if any of these guys can actually help with YouTube because mm -hmm. me and Tony like have that kind of down. Um, so that's, yeah, that's where we're at with that. I think it's going well. All right, so I think, you know, for the audience, mm -hmm. how how did these interns stand out? What did they do specifically to get noticed? Okay, so probably go one by one on each of them. Jameson already has a following of 200,000 on TikTok, covers fantasy football. So yep. that was kind of like a layup to me. It shows me that, like, he's put – there's a lot of guys that came in here. We had, we had one person in particular that came in here, this kid named Austin, been following us for years, really passionate, like, loves a brand, wants to help out really, really – really badly and he like kind of makes fantasy content but does not have like the backlog and i mm. could tell he started making it consistently like the month leading up but like to me that that's not enough for me like mm. I, I don't need to know that you're going to be putting out the content when your motivation is really yeah. high i want to know that you're going to be doing it for a long period of time when the views aren't there when the followers aren't aren't there the engagement's not there i want to know that you're willing to like do the content because you love doing it, not because like you might have a job opportunity coming up in the next two weeks. And if you do it right, you can capture it. Longevity is really important to me. So I'll say that that is better than the person who doesn't do anything. Correct. I mean, like, that person would never get in the door. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like for Jameson, him building the following. Yeah. Already easily able to understand who he is as a person and like what he's capable of doing. So that was that was an easy one for us. Uh, there's a kid, Matt who actually went to my alma mater, Marist. And he's like, uh, he basically took over like the media team at Marist young and like started running the entire like production team for the, their like sports, uh, for their sports program there. He's good behind the camera. He's good in front of the camera. He's a smart kid, sharp kid. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of interesting because one of the other interns, this kid Nick, got, plays football in college, has been a big fan of what we're doing, like on the YouTube side of things. Matt really only knew us from TikTok. So we have yeah. like kind of like a convergence of different personalities or different people knowing us from different areas, um, which I think is cool because it gives us like different angles of how we can grow the business because they're not like infatuated with one spot or the other. Yeah, I think it was a combination of like going above and beyond in the application itself, like caring about each question, putting thought into each question, not showing up shirtless in your video, you know, like giving good ideas and stuff throughout it and also having experience. That was it. It was just like kind of going above and beyond for each aspect of, of what the application process was. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would imagine in the next... Well, all right, I actually have this question instead. What's their timeline? Very much up in the air right now. So the kid, Matt, basically already told me, he's like, I have a fall internship lined up mm -hmm. like at ESPN. You know, nice. it starts at the end of August. I understand if the timeline doesn't work out, whatever. So for him, it'll be short. It'll be two months. For Jameson, he's like, I want to make sure that if I'm flying up from Florida, I'm not just there for a month and a half. Mm -hmm. So I told him... This could be indefinite through the football season, and then yeah. we can go from there. So it's kind of up in the air just, like, seeing how very much, like, you know, in our, like, creative industry, it's sink or swim. Yeah. It's like if if you continue to add value and continue to make a place in the company and do things that we didn't have before, and I feel like your 
really contributing to what we're doing on top of what we're already have in place, you could stay around for as long as, you know, you're doing that. So um, right now we don't have a hard stop for any of this stuff and we'll kind of figure things out uh, along the way. It's kind of what our like motive has really always been. So two thoughts. First one is they can add value at the intern level, but I think getting from that level to being like, hey, you should hire me full time mm -hmm. because that's how much value I add. You should just be conscious of that through your intern journey, right? So if they're coming in editing TikToks, all right, then they're probably worth that type of wage. But if you can think about a business plan that shows how you can drive revenue back to the company and then look Nick in the face and be like, hey, I'm driving X amount of dollars by my work here, reinvest that into me so we can continue to grow. And then secondly, not to deter people like who has the ESPN? Uh, His name is Matt. Matt. Not to deter people because it's still a good opportunity. But the biggest worry for a business owner with interns is mm -hmm. you hire an intern, you spend the next two month, months training them up, mentoring them, <clears throat> doing whatever you might do, and then they're back at school. And yeah. then they're back doing something else. And it's like, it's almost, it's just not a good situation. You'd rather not hire an intern than invest in them and then they're gone. So if I you agree, can offer yeah. fall, you know. From like, a, from like a human level when he said that, I was like, uh, it was kind of yeah. like a turn off or like a, a beige flag, as yeah. they would say, where I'm like, okay, seems like he's probably, and, and we actually had this conversation beforehand. He's a very talented kid. He has a lot of experience, mm -hmm. but he felt way more formal in the sense of like, he's probably a better fit at ESPN. Gotcha. And I don't know if I could speak to that yet because yeah. we haven't spent enough time with him, but that was, yeah, that was my thought. I was like, okay, it seems like he kind of knows what direction he wants to go in and maybe that's not good for long-term. But I will say the only reason I even thought about hiring interns was because sexy was leaving. And I was like, we need to fill a hole right now for, sure. for what we need. And then these other guys just kind of popped up and I was like, oh, we could use that. We could use that. And, it's going window shopping yeah, you know, at you that point. Really so it was excited. like, it depends what you're doing. If you're hiring interns just because you're like, we have extra money and we want to grow the company and maybe they will be a long-term player. One way to look at it, you obviously have to be conscious of that. If the other way is like, we need a very specific role for the time being, you know, then, you know, more hands on deck because maybe your, uh, you know, your product inventory started shooting up and you need more hands yeah. on deck to, you know, create brand designs for your stuff and need more packaging and stuff like that. That's a specific role that you might not need forever, maybe like seasonal or something like that. So yeah. it's, you know, just got to be kind of conscious with those things, but all in all, the process was fun. I think we learned a lot. I think they learned a lot. They were able to, one of the, one of the more exciting parts of doing this was giving Tony and sexy a chance to like really become more part of the, like the strategy process. Yeah. I was in Florida and Denver for a week, right? And that was my first glimpse into like what happens when I'm gone. And I did do a lot of extra work the week before mm -hmm. to make sure that we had our content going out during that. But like I needed to make sure that they took control while I was gone. And I told them like you guys, what you guys are doing in the office, right? You guys do a lot of video editing work. You work hard. You work, you know, long yeah. enough hours where I was like, those skills are entry level skills. The difference between being entry level and like getting to the next level mm -hmm. is your communication, your strategy, your vision, and how you like command people within the office and how you stay on top of projects and things like that. Right? Like that's how the corporate world works. And I've told them like the way our company is structured, I don't care about age. I care about like right. talent and how good you are at your job. So as we're growing and we're bringing in new people, the people that are doing that the best are the ones that are going to leapfrog yeah. you and they could be you. So like yeah. do the job that you want to be at the next level. Like if the next level job requires you to be communicating with four different people per day and like setting up these tasks and whatever it is, delegating and all doing all the shit, do that now before that's actually your role so that I know that you're capable of doing it. And that was like my message coming back from it. Cause being in a very like non-corporate setting, you know, you, you lose sight of some of those things, but it's really important to like take that step to the next level of people understanding that leadership is important, even from the entry level spot, you know? Yeah. It's healthy that you're encouraging them to do that. It's also healthy that they, no, they need to take the initiative. Like it's yep. never just, it has to come from them, but that is how you go to the next level. Entry level, like I think they're more talented than entry level. I agree. I would reframe it as like, if AI gets really good, you will be replaced. But, and yeah, what I said strategy is like and entry and, level, but like with more, uh, more creative freedom than yeah. most entry level. Jobs. And it's a skill. It is a talent. So speaking of, of entry level versus creativity, went to VidCon in Anaheim. Yeah, let's go. Had a, had a chat with our, our friends at Underdog. It was good. Our PowerPoint didn't work, but Liz and I freeballed it. And Oh, it just, like, didn't go up on the screen? Yeah. I saw the one picture of me in the background. 
Yeah, uh, just the, the, for the, the last slide, the two slide. minutes of the 10, we got it up, and it was the final slide, which you made it on for vibes, for vibes. Uh, so that was great, but I think VidCon as a whole, it's a creator conference in Anaheim, and it's the craziest situation of all time. It's 55,000 people over the span 55, of... 55,000? <laughs> Did you, you see... Uh, you, I think you should leave. Have you watched that show? No. Tim Roberts? What? No. On Netflix? This no. guy, this insane guy that just does like comedy sketches, yeah. and it's like... I'll, I'll send you the clip afterwards, but I thought you were doing a playoff. No, no. 55,000 people over the span of three or four days. And it is a mix between literally CMO at Pepsi, the top YouTuber in the world, a 12-year-old TikToker with 4 Jameson million followers. Trailer, right? Yeah. 36-year-old uh, uh, in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> at, like, it is... It's my type of people, It's bro. creator nation. Yeah. So, honestly, I, I'm a creator. We're creators, but we're not, like, those types of creators for the most part. Uh, but it was really interesting to just be there and consume uh, really good business getting done away from the conference. Like, the conference, the con, it was almost like Comic-Con, was, like, where the speaking was. But you'd only speak, and then you'd go hang at, like, the surrounding hotels, meet people, network. Uh, all the apps were there. Really interesting. Twitter had no no uh, presence there, which with Musk pushing, like, Twitter to pay creators and stuff like that, I think that was a miss. Snapchat was the talk of the entire conference. So last year was TikTok. Year before it was YouTube. Snapchat was. Snap's, like, winning in the press right now with how they're paying creators. Yeah. My feelings on it, my thoughts, I've shared them before. Don't think it's sustainable. Do not think it's what they should be pushing. I actually sat down and talked with someone at Snapchat who works on their creator content, and I asked them. I was like, is this the content you want on the app? Is this where you mm -hmm. want to be? Like, is this the finished product? And he was sharing that, no, like, right now, they're figuring it out. They're doing an amazing job of onboarding creators, getting attention to the app, and, and good quality content will eventually come from it. We feel like we're making really good quality content, and we're losing to Dobrik, who posts, you know, the picture of some chick's ass in the thumbnail, which I understand. That's what it is today. I think <laughs> so dumb. It, it's like random pictures, and the last picture is always that. It's, yeah, it's, it's shitty, but... I get it. Like, I, no judgment. I just don't think that that's the final form of this platform. You need to get more like YouTube where quality content is going to win or else, you know, advertisers will spend and, and will lose because people are just flipping through and, and not actually sticking on the platform. So on that topic, any thoughts? I got a few yeah. questions, yeah, because last, last week you, uh, I mean, not necessarily concerned, but you were like, do you think I'm going to, like, learn anything from it? Yeah. So I guess, one... Yeah. What's a relationship you walked away with that you were like, oh, I'm glad I like met that person? Anyone so, that stands out? Yeah, so honestly, it was the first conversation we had. It was with an agency that works with, I should probably know this, but like Xbox or big TV spend. I personally did not get a ton out of the conference. I, really? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed. Alex and Brian uh brian works for the agency they were like head over heels they thought There's it was pitches everywhere the yeah decks fucking everywhere yeah they they there. thought it was the most awesome thing it was great to sit down and with the underdog team and and be able to like get that rep on stage with liz and and truly what we spoke about like i believe so incredibly passionate like i am passionate about it uh because it's true like our partnerships with underdog are the dream partnership not from a money scale from a collaboration underdog super bowl house right yeah. uh equity in the company them listening to product feedback like that is the dream partnership and it just works incredibly well together so that was awesome but for me yeah i don't i wouldn't say i like learned a ton either really? um and and my learning might have been a lot of people come in with agendas and they scope out who they want to talk to. I kind of just went in open. I didn't know what the situation would be. So maybe year two would be different, but they've got one in Baltimore uh, in September. So Ooh. maybe you take the train slide down there. I definitely will. I think actually, because the uh, person that we're hiring on the tech side lives in Baltimore, but oh, like okay. part of the contract is that he's got to have FaceTime in New York at least once a month. And yeah. he's like, how about every, like, third or fourth month you come down to Baltimore oh, and, like, okay. hang out with me and my wife and, like, we'll spend the weekend together nice. and work that way. So Where like, in Baltimore is he? Do you know? Uh, Canton? No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Okay. Fat Hill? Location. I just said I don't know. Okay. But maybe if I said it, it would have rung a bell. No, absolutely no idea. Okay. Baltimore was already, like, too specific. Yeah, 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 the fact yeah, that yeah, I yeah. knew that. Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that's interesting because, like, 
I found I've only ever gone to like two or three live events yeah. and I've never actually put myself in a position where I went there with an agenda or like needing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of live events are there's an underlying theme of leverage. Like every conversation you have, you either have leverage or you don't really like not necessarily care, but you're not going into the conversation with it, but someone you either have leverage or the person has leverage over you in a lot of conversations. So a lot of people go into live events with an agenda or like, here are the people that I need to meet or here are the questions I need answered or here are the companies that I need to talk to. And I almost feel like it's kind of an unhealthy way to operate in those events. Cause I think the most fruitful relationships I've made a lot of the times are just random, like just a person at the bar next to you and you're like, oh shit, you work for that company. And then like, before you know it. And that's how the hotel vibe is, right? It's like the business doesn't get done at the conference. It's around and I think that's common in business. One, one actually really interesting thing that I know the audience will appreciate that we learn. So did you see, do you follow like creators and stuff? I know we do a podcast about it, but you're kind of like Depends. siloed. So YouTube TV or YouTube has the rights to Sunday ticket, you know. It's just about to be about Red Zone? No, just no. in general. Uh, they did a whole promotion around draft with a bunch of creator, bunch of YouTube okay. creators, and we talked about this. Um, it did not go well. Uh the, from, like, a efficiency standpoint, the money spent and the amount of people that signed up, it didn't click. And when we talked about it a couple episodes ago, maybe four or five episodes ago, I said they're working with creators that aren't going to drive towards – so is it just an awareness play? But it wasn't. They need signups. Mm-hmm. So I found that to be really interesting as we're sitting here, like, planning on going to 17 Thursday night football games and YouTube – and we've spoken to YouTube, and they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's like – with a product like that, you have to hit the hardcore football fans. Ryan Trahan, who was there, he does all these different challenges and all these things. Like His audience, there's a, such a small percentage that's going to sign up for that stuff. So I, I would say like they should be working with you or they should be working with – like we I actually – we might be too broad. But you guys, your audience will pay for every Sunday single t- one of my audience watches Red Zone Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. No, he's definitely not related to Jameson. <laughs> uh, so I found that to be really interesting. Uh, they were super rushed. Like YouTube found out about the thing. They had to get put something on. It ha- had to happen quickly. But YouTube is a huge push, obviously, for the NFL. So I'm curious. I saw a tweet yesterday that said that Directv won the rights to Red Zone. Did they? But I don't know. No, there's no way. I I've, I must have read it wrong, too, because I was yeah. like, this would be a bigger deal. If, if they swapped the two <laughs> things, I would be like, what an L for YouTube TV. Yeah, if you lose Red Zone, why do you even have Sunday Ticket? Yeah. But maybe they did. So you guys have 100,000. DirecTV announced that they have signed a multi-year deal to carry NFL Network and NFL Red Zone. On okay. All. Okay, so they, they just, just, they just included. Gotcha. So you guys have almost 100K. Well, you now have 100,000 YouTube subscribers between your two accounts. Um, oh, are yeah. you, are you guys doing? They're gonna give us a plaque, yeah, like a half, yeah, half plaque, half or like six percent, half whatever. copper plaque. Yeah. Um, are we doing what? Are you thinking about how you could like? Would you ever want to work with the NFL? Like, dude, I would. I, I think this is like a broader conversation to have because yeah. most people, even in my position. If I didn't have, like, I, I I understand now that I could probably be like, Jack, do you have someone that I can get in touch with yeah. through these companies? If I didn't know you, if I'd never met you, though, the normal creator, even at our size with our pull, right? 500K yeah, no TikTok, yeah. 100K on YouTube, wouldn't even begin to understand how I get in touch with those people. Yeah. Outside of randomly meeting someone that happened to work at the company. And I almost feel like that, you know, and, and a lot of those companies do outbound. So they're the ones that, like, find you. But I feel like there needs to be more, uh, a more efficient process of how would I go about meeting those types of people to pitch them on that without having a connection yeah. through you. Yeah. So like I'd be interested in definitely having a conversation. I don't think it's a room that I'd be uncomfortable being in whatsoever, but I just don't even understand the process of getting in touch with them. All right. Well, I have a meeting with the NFL today. So to the, like after this, uh, six 30 tonight, uh, tonight. Yeah. They're like, you're doing it on my time <laughs> on PST. Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I, got I mean, I'm on PST right now. Oh, no. six 30 PST. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, maybe, right, I me mean, we're going to be in conversation hit me with that linky. Yeah. I'll send you, you can, we're, we're doing a recap of the snapback Monday stuff, but a huge, ini- so we did, you know, 140 million impressions across all our platforms, majority on snap. That was a big push for us, but they've said like, we're hyper-focused on YouTube this year. So drop, drop the name, drop uh, the digis. Yeah, all I need 12% BDG trivia. I mean, and I'm selling 2% to fucking Trey Hans cousin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so that's VidCon. Mid-tier creator. That was a conversation that was relevant around. Where, where do you consider yourself? Mm. Not you, but everything no, no, you've done. You yeah. Like, are you in that middle tier? I don't know. Like, like I think you have to be above it. Really? Yeah. Uh, if it, I'm not saying you're... We're not low tier, but I'm, I would say mid. Yeah. You think you're a mid-tier creator? I mean, you guys put out mid-content. That's, not That's what I'm asking. saying. Yeah, yeah like mid-volume, <laughs> mid-content, just like... Most things are mid. Yeah, we but when I have a no, number, that's you, the the revenue you guys are doing would would put you your mid tier creators are like they're probably barely hanging on. Okay, to, that's fair. If you look at it that way, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's almost like the tiers are. It, it's like low level creator, mid level yeah, creator, like business, tiers, business, right, right. and then like alpha. I guess. Or that's a, what I'm level. saying. Like, I you guess are in that next. Yeah, level. I guess we're in the next year. I so, just like don't really know how. I don't know. I don't know. Understand how we're viewed externally. Like, I have no fucking idea. Like if if I went and I don't think you guys have like the brand rep in the business world, but that doesn't necessarily matter. That's actually (laughs) what I would argue is what this whole conversation is about. The mid tier creator, the whole conversation at VidCon, around VidCon, people smart in the industry is that the mid tier creator is going to get wiped out in this next 24 months because what the mid tier creator is, is not what it should be, which is they have a sustainable product to sell. They're so reliant on brand deals, and that's what's going to knock them out. Dude, I've, I I can't stop thinking about the TikTok creativity program, dude. Like, I can't stop thinking about how this is the actual first real path to creators who have built an audience to, like, really get oh, paid. That's interesting. I'm, I think I think it's the worst thing that's ever happened. I just can't disagree more. I don't more. think it's sustainable. From what angle? I just financially. Yeah, I, I I don't know the finances behind TikTok, but like, but think about them. It's so think, different than Snapchat. My my question is, when does it run out? But right now, it is like there's the, no ads. It's a single purest opportunity. There's an, absolutely like right now, gold rush, go for it, upload minute and one videos and fucking fire off. People are making ten, twenty, thirty, fifty grand. <laughs> but a TikTok's month. also like way more difficult now to actually get those views if you're not making it high is. quality content. It is, yeah, uh, but. But now you can actually, but you were getting pennies. Now you're getting dollars. That's a meaningful upgrade. But there's no ads in your content. So explain to me how it's going to be sustainable. I I mean, I guess it could be just like a rising tide. Like TikTok realized they need to invest in creators, which will bring the creators there. And when they raise their next round, they can invest in, uh, they'll bring in a lot more advertisers because they have the creators there. Longer form content leads to better advertising conversions. Yes, but in a YouTube video, you need 12 minutes of watch time, or you need a 12-minute video, and then you're selling ads within. Can I just say fucking our last trivia video that went to like 6K in 24 hours, 33-minute video, average watch time of 6K viewers? Yeah. Guess. Like tw- uh, yeah. 21 minutes? Yeah, like 20 minutes, Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, that. Equity going crazy. <laughs> um, I just, that's the thing. You I, get I, someone to watch for 20 minutes. Okay. You can so sell it's six more ad- sustainable than Snapchat because yes. it's more enticing. Both like, if it, yeah, the, the Snapchat makes no sense. I don't know. I feel like they're just like giving away money at this point, but you can, it, it doesn't help anyone outside of really famous people already or people yeah. that were already established on Snapchat. No, TikTok is a way that's like you can actually put out good content, grow, and monetize from. Because I think about how many awesome. TikTokers are on the platform that have built a huge audience and get a lot of views per video and still like don't make any money from it. I'm like, these people are good creators and probably deserve to make yeah. a living off of being a content creator. Now, can they parlay that into making That's a business? Thing. What What are they owed? Are they owed something? That's the question. Um, Are they owed something? No, yeah. I'm just saying this from a pure opportunity standpoint, this is like one of the cooler things I've ever seen. Yeah. It feels like a more powerful version of YouTube AdSense because, like, making right. a full time living off YouTube AdSense is so difficult. Yeah. Like, you have to put up crazy numbers, but like on TikTok, probably the same. But oh, like, TikTok there's so many you have to put up crazy numbers. You do or don't? Yeah, you do. Okay, but I'm still saying more people probably have that on TikTok, especially over like a shorter. Like, period Like, what of do time. you think you're gonna make this month? Let's say 28 days. What would you make? I I don't know five three k five k maybe. Okay, and what's that? Uh, you're doing a million views a day less. Less than a million a day. Yeah. Half a million? Quarter Probably million? Even. Yeah, maybe a, qu- maybe right. a quarter Let's million. Let's say it's a quarter million. I guess like all our videos combined. Right. Maybe, yeah. Quarter million views a day. It's like five million views maybe. a month. Yeah. That's fucking hard for someone to hit. Yeah, I agree. But I, I, I th- And I don't think everyone deserves to make a lot of money off yeah. of it. But I, I think there are most platforms, like the, the, the big creators. This, I think this broadens the range of like good creators. 
Like in most in most jo- in most industries in the the creator economy is one of the very few industries where like you actually have to be inside of the 0.3% in order to actually make money and make a living off of it. Yeah. There's very, very few other industries. You you know, it, even in the most demanding fields, obviously the most demanding, there are ones that are more than that, but like top 5%, you could probably make a living off of it. Right now, platforms like that, like initiatives like this allow the top 5%, which I think yeah. creators deserve. The top 5% of creators, I'm not saying the top 50% deserve to make a full-time living, but as it stands right now, it is so fucking difficult to be a full-time content creator. Like the gatekeeping, I think, is at a very high level. And this is someone coming from someone that I feel like I hold myself in high regards as a creator. Like I do think I'm in that top percentile, yeah. but like I think there are people that put out great content that are not very business acumen focused. You know what I mean? And like, that that's, doesn't mean you should be not be able to make a full-time living. That's where I'm not sure. I, I'm just not. Think about it. A great artist, if they're not good at selling their paintings, that's half the battle. E- or they go work with someone who can sell their paintings. And they lo- and that's what working with an agency is. I just... That's, I think that's it's, fair. That's like kind of fair. But like chase the wrong thing. But content creators who are... Like, okay, if you're a great artist, like, you're not getting any, no one, no one, you don't know, no one can say you're a great artist. Like, you're not getting any feedback. You're not getting a feedback loop. What do you mean? You're not known. Like, and if you are known, that means you have people probably buying your painting and stuff. Creators, like, if you're a good creator, the numbers will back that up and people are watching your shit. And and, and the market has spoken that you are good at what you're doing. And you're that, good at creating content. Correct. You're so good at, that's the same as creating, you're good at creating painting. Right. But the, Content creation is actually you getting like the market is actually telling you that you're good at it. Therefore, I think that there's something deserved of that. If you're just like painting in your fucking apartment and that's all you're doing and not getting feet, no one's telling you that you're good at it. Then yeah, that that's, I think it's a little bit of a different beast. It is different, but my point is maybe being a good creator is having the business side of it too. And all I'm saying is, is this going to encourage really bad behavior from creators? They're now optimizing, not for community, not for watch time. They're just optimizing to chase this bag and what ha- they're just optimizing for viewership, right? So if all you have to do as a creator is get views right now, that means more clickbait. It means more hooks. It, it actually means less quality creation. It means quantity. You don't creation. think they'll refine though, like the types of videos people get paid for or like they the- have, but, but original content, me streaking through New York. I mean, maybe not nudity, but I just, I don't think that the end game for mid-tier creators is the t- TikTok creativity fund. I still think it's I don't productized. I, and, I just I and, think it's cool though that Okay, like, so let's talk about our friends, Bobita, which you called idea. Bobita. I know, so many times Stuff. I was cringing when Stuff. I was I can't believe you didn't say anything. I know. It's it's one of those things. But anyways, Bobita Tailgate, if you guys don't know them, they're some of the best short form fucking creators I've ever seen. They get the hooks, they get the editing, they they are the hardest working people in the industry. And, <laughs> and uh, no, seriously, they f- they travel more than I, I do, which is I was trying to crazy. pitch that. I was like, come to New York, get an office with us. Yeah. They're like, we're traveling too much. Yeah. So anyways, for, I don't know their entire revenue model. I don't know their entire business model, but they ask questions about like dudes who talk about sports and they have this game. And they said they don't really make any money off the game. They don't push the game. That's not a high priority for them. Brands is something they want to work on. And now with this TikTok creativity fund and they asked you what advice you would give. And I think we both share the same sentiment, which is where's the community? Who cares about you guys? They just care about this entertaining content. Well, let's, give the, now, let's give the background of like their path right now because they started what they started making content. What last summer? Yeah. Last summer they went full time doing this by In January. August, yeah. I when they asked, they were like, you know, what, what, what's your advice or whatever? And like, obviously my mind went to like longevity. You cannot just rely on content. I think it's right. a good gap or it's a good yeah. bridge while you build out that side. I can't tell you like how impressed I am that they have that card game and that product built within that like eight months. Yeah. That itself is like really I think they did impressive. it before. I don't know what the timeline is. Yes. That, Either way But though. this is my frustration is, okay, so now... What is the obvious next step for them? Because they, they know a format that works, right? You figured out short form content. What did you do? You are creating a business out of it, even though you won't LLC it and give me equity mm-hmm. in it. You have gone to long form because you know that you can extrapolate it. You know that you have a business model for it. You know how to staff it. And instead of them focusing on how do we sell more <laughs> of our cards or how do we create long form content because we're really fucking good at content... They're chasing now a TikTok creativity fund. And yeah. look, 
They'll make a quarter million dollars this year just by doing that. Probably way more. And they just did a deal with the NHL. Like, things are great for them. But if the if this fund runs out because the business of it doesn't actually make sense for TikTok, where they left, they're screwed. Yeah, that my first thing was, like, you need to start making content that is valuable to people outside of, like, those, sh- those short-form types right. of videos. But you can also parlay it into what we were doing on YouTube or what we're doing now where it's like our trivia games start to parlay into it. But I also think the product placement for their cards is so, so easily transferable. But this is my point. I agree. Those are the past. But what are they going to focus on the next six months? Strictly just more of this. Which they'll grow. They'll grow an audience. Like, it's not... I'm, yeah. I'm acting like it's doomsday. Like, they're going to make a shit ton of money and grow their audience incredibly well. That That's If all. you had to predict how long this TikTok creativity program is going to be, like, paying out the rates that it is now, what, what timeline would Probably you Probably, like, on? a year. A year? Yeah, I think they could last a year. I don't know, though. Advertising's down. Marketing's down. Like, I, I can't say. I know that one other thing at VidCon, I talked to a bunch of creators who have monetized and they just jump. It's like Snap Spotlight was paying a million bucks a day. So they tried to get their share there. Shorts was paying, right? They tried to do their thing. YouTube, short, you know, all this stuff. So I just don't know if it is sustainable as an economic business model. If it is, great. Like then, then this podcast, this whole conversation is going to change. What do you think about an idea of a platform like TikTok saying, um, okay, let's, Let's continue paying for the content. Let's build out a really easily accessible e-commerce platform where you could sell your products straight from out. It's almost like Shopify built into TikTok. So they they do Us have taking that a for cut Amazon. Of that. They do have products like like really within TikTok seamless product integration. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that, but I yeah. think if 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 they went really seriously after that and helped yeah. brands monetize creators through. Uh, building like a business or a product. I think that's really cool as well. Like if we were able to just like throw merch up on the screen or something like that, where it's a, a button click away, people will probably buy the shit out of that. They yeah. take a cut of that. I think that's a way for them to promote good quality content and yeah. pay for that, but also make sure that they get a cut of the product that the creator is selling without actually having to put any work into, um, you know, inventory, any, any yeah. of that stuff. I feel like yeah. the platform that's able to pull off like the full scale top to bottom A to Z e-commerce part of like business for creators is probably gonna be the one that really wins well it's really interesting because instagram was building that they built instagram shopping shopping. they had the reels fun they had like they wanted they even did nfts all this stuff and they've scaled it back and they've pulled it back and you know i was reading through some decks from our friends at slow who who showed creator vc like all these things are down way like the market's down but they're down you know a larger amount I have an unwavering confidence that creators are going to be the future. Like there's no doubt. So now is an amazing time to like figure that stuff out. As everyone else pulls back, you want to attack that market. Amazing time to make one minute and one second TikTok. It is. It is. That's all I'm saying with them is like, just look, making the money will allow them to hire, to get an office, to scale. Like it's not black and white. I just don't want them to chase the wrong thing. I got is you. All I'm saying. Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in like the short term, you know, uh, financial yeah. income that's coming your way, but you can't lose sight of, I guess, the long term play. But I, I don't know if that's necessarily like. I, I guess TikTok is kind of incentivizing that, but that is going back to the subjective creator again. Just like if you're smart, if you're intellectual, if you're on top of those yeah. things, and maybe it, it does come back to like you need to have a little bit of business acumen to do it, but. Um, I think it's interesting. I'm really excited to see how it plays out over the next 12 months. Not only you're just excited for that first payout. Yeah, 100. percent No, it is it's cool because we're in it too. Like we get to experience it and then talk about it. Because there's a lot of people who probably talk about it that might make like 100 dollars a month. Yeah. We'll probably make serious money, yeah, yeah, and I'll yeah. be able to be like do's don'ts, yeah. like what you learn from. No, it. content monetization without brands or products has is has been the issue forever. Is there an economic model that actually makes sense for both the platform and both the creator? We've seen Snap do it with the stories, and it's lasted probably longer than I would have expected. But Snapchat shows those used to make a lot of money. I mean, there's still a lot of money in them. It's just more competitive. And then YouTube AdSense, which is why I say long-form content, there is a model. It's the reason why if you do a 30-minute episode on NBC, they can sell eight minutes of ads. If you do an hour-long podcast, you can sell six minutes of ads into that. If you do a minute-long video... How much ad space is there? That's the issue with all of this. So if they think they figured it out or if they say, you know what, cutting into our profit margin because 
yes, we need creators on the platform. That that there's always been an argument for that. Without the creators on Twitter, Twitter is like, what does Twitter do? Mm-hmm. You know, what's so special? Someone could easily build a replica of Twitter. It's just you need to move the people. And if and that's what these platforms are trying to do. They're trying to get creators on their platforms. Last thing we, we got we did a uh, we did our offsites with our creators from our agency. So we've spoken to three of our creators, sat down with them full eight hour days. Why do you do this? What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, you know, Shit. yeah, like, like, Sheet. like, and and they really appreciate it. But it was really cool to like see the path for what I would say. Or I mean, our framework is level one, level two, level three, level three. Mr. Beast, the Pauls, uh, KSI, they've BDG. you know hit that X, yeah, yeah BDG. Sure. That's kind of like level three, level two creators. That's like us right now. Uh, would I say we're like fully? covered all of level two no but we've built businesses uh we've built stuff that could it wouldn't be as good without our names or us in them but they can kind of sustain we've productized we've built community we are viewed as experts outside of uh or in our niche in our category and then level one someone who on tiktok has a million followers brands want to work with them they've got a little bit of a following but they've got like they go to sell 100 t-shirts and Maybe they're falling flat there or they're wanting to, you know, build something sustainable and they can't quite figure it out. So our goal to take creators from level one to level two. And part of that is we have an offsite with them, figure out what they want to do, why they want to do it. We're going to create a playbook for them and then we're going to go execute on it. And, you know, I was I was talking about this, this funny curve and you've gone through it, too. It's like so you start out creating and uh, you make no money. You just do it for the love of the game love of the fucking game but then i'm still there yeah but then you start to you start to gain a following you make some money and then nick will will hit this inflection point where it's like we're making like a shit ton of money and because we're working in content it's extremely profitable and like this is this is the best time ever and then we're like fuck it we're idiots let's build a business and it's back to we're making no money Mm. reinvest everything into the business work and do shit that like sucks like fucking water plants when i all you had to do all love love of the game love of the game but think about two years ago you could have just sat at your desk recorded a video a week uh put out a draft guide and think about that all the time right those are the good days so we are now convincing nights i don't sleep bro (laughs) yeah like last night uh we're convincing these creators that they want to go on this journey because this you know, that creator can only get so far. Like, there is only a, there is a ceiling on them. There is no ceiling to the creator-led business and to the creator sustainability. So we're taking people into that next level. And, and it's exciting to see that, yeah, someone with just half a million followers or 100K followers can build something real like Are that. you, okay, so those, those people, right, they've had success as individual content creators. Yep. I guess, like, one of the healthy balances you need to figure out as a creator is if you want to take that next step. Are you yes. working with people that... That, like actively come to you and say like hey i want to do this or are you convincing them saying like you do want to do this because i think there's give or take there because absolutely there's a lot of people that would be better off not doing like they're making a lot of money it's like yeah. use that to like supplement your life and enjoy your life rather 100%. than because this this shit can get overwhelming and very 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 stressful it's very, tough very and, quickly yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, like if you don't love it, it it's gonna set you back to fucking 100%. where you started from that that's the beginning of all the conversations and we say tell us right now if you're in or out I mean, it's not like as because in this world, it's always like it, it, you get the idea, like the way things are put out there. It's like bigger is always better. Faster yeah. is always better. More is always better. It's not, not true at all. No. Yeah. Like the days where I was making money and it was just all profit like that. But it's not sustainable. Yeah. For the most. Part. Well, it's tough. It's, it's, it's like, do you want to challenge yourself? You know what I mean? It's like, do you want to take the next step? And I, yeah. I did that part for a long time where I was like, this is fun. Like, I'm just going to level up year yeah. over year over year. And I got to the point where I was like, this is not necessarily fulfilling me anymore. Right. Like, I want to see what my potential is. Like, I've always had. I That's like a, the thing. All these creators we're working with, I think they have potential to do this. But we say, look, if you want to work with us on the agency side and you don't want to do this, it's fine. We'll bring you deals. We'll mm-hmm. take our cut. Like, we still have to pay people and, like, you know, make the world go around our little creator world. But. If you do want to go to that next level and we think you have the potential, are you in or not? 
Are you going from, hey, you got paid 50 grand over three months to work with Gatorade to now that 50 grand, you need that 50 grand because you need to hire a COO and that's going to supply, you know, half their salary for the year to put on events, which you then have to dump $10,000 more into, which you then have to sell. Like- here's, here's another question I, I would, I would phrase to you. And I would have wish I learned this or asked myself more seriously when I was younger is like, when you do start making money how much of it do you invest back into the business? Cause yeah. when I was coming up and mate started making like serious money for the first time, I thought I was investing back into the business. <clears throat> my idea, like if I made $200,000 that year, yeah. my idea of investing back into the business was like 20 grand and exactly. letting 150 grand sit in my bank account being like, just in case yeah. now I look at it, I'm like, I want to be almost bankrupt. I want to yeah. be like on the red line and making sure if I had an extra 40 K, let me hire someone full time right. for that. So that's the way I look at it now. I'm like, if you're a creator, that's yeah, really you're psycho though. You mean you're like like even with reinvesting back in like that's just psychotic the fa- like that take what you need in your life and then invest right. the, the but rest that back in. You, most people are not like that my 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 question I guess is like yeah. no we how do you are, look at it right we're gonna we're gonna play that happy medium and and it'll all be on risk tolerance right mm-hmm. like there's also capital really is just helps with speed yeah so if the person's risk tolerance is all right, I made 200 grand, let's say post-tax, and I'm reinvesting 20 grand. We're trying to convince them that we're not trying. We're saying, hey, it probably makes sense. We're not trying, we are. (laughs) It probably makes sense to put like 100 grand back in. If they say, you know what, it it makes me uncomfortable. That's like a really uncomfortable number. Looking back on it, I wish I would have just pushed myself to do it because we'd be so much further along. And I was like, ah, that's too much. What happens if like I just lose 100K from something else Then I'm back to... Zero, but I'm like the yeah. investment of 100k will go so fucking far yeah. at that point. And we know? just made a, a our biggest investment to date on, on what's going to happen this fall, and it has. Oh, I never guessed that number. I either. know. We'll talk about it after, but yes, it's like for me, I still need that moat. Like I didn't go from what we paid them to zero. Like we still have mm-hmm. cash in the in the account that is just like backup. You know, don't get it, me wrong, we do too. We have yeah. a lot of cash left over too, oh, but right. I. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. filthy rich. Yeah, right? yeah. I could retire if yeah. I wanted to, but I want to. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm okay if I invest some, like 90 percent of that yeah. right now to yeah. see what like, happens I'm not, the next two years. I'm not, but I I do have an aggressive risk profile, but I'm not <laughs> as aggressive. Would your CPA told you that? No, I I just know that. Like, aggressive. I'm a risk gambler. Profile. I'm a gambler. Like all. Of this I'm not is gambling a, though. Yeah, yeah, you are. Nah, I don't gamble. Like the way I think about I just, how much we paid our this athlete. Is like that's the biggest bet of my life. That's on a, a, on a sports game. That's a gamble. Yeah, yeah. but it's like. Uh, so I was hiring an intern. It's just like you laid the juice. You paid low, minus a thousand. Way much. That's what I like mean. The risk is very low. That's though. what I mean. You paid minus a thousand, and I'm I'm betting fifty to one, and I put. The I don't mo- think it's fifty to one on on like the max. I guess outcome. I don't know the the numbers on the max behind outcome. it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I would just I, if you're. If you're a younger creator and you're starting to make decent money, look at like what seriously sit down, say, what are my expenses for the next six to 12 months? Figure out what kind of luxury money you have on the outside. And I would definitely invest that back into it. And I would say, I think the easiest investment to make or the, the investment that most people get caught up in is the equipment and stuff. And I think you could do a lot with low quality equipment and, and, you you could maneuver your way into making things look high production. But we're talking investing like, people. Yeah, that's my, my my which is a big expense. W- right. My advice yeah. is like if you have 10k left over, hire an editor, hire even yeah. a VA if that helps you out. Hire outreach. You know, What's if a you, VA virtual assistant. Oh, okay. um, hire any of those things rather than being like, let me get a three thousand dollar camera with a three thousand dollar lens, uh, twelve hundred dollars on microphone and lighting and stuff like that. A person will help you get to the next ten thousand way quicker than I think the production quality of things. So, yeah, and let me give you one really exciting thing is that for the first time ever, you can de-risk yourself and you can hedge and people will invest in you as a creator and you can actually raise money. So that is where if you don't have, because every time you reinvest, you're just buying your own equity, Yeah, right? You could, that hundred grand that you're pouring into Tony because he's the most well-paid, handsome intern in America. <laughs> Uh, but if if you wanted to keep that hundred grand, but you could just give up a percentage of your company. Oh my god, we've got off the rails here. We've got off the rails. But that that is an option. It's something that I'm not willing to do. Like I am not willing to give up my future equity 
Like, I'd rather reinvest it. But if your risk profile is, you know what? I think I want to be a creator. I'm killing it. I want to go to the next level. But if this all fails, I want to not be left with nothing. Take some money and and share in the upside. That is an option. And, there will and, be a day that comes. I understand how recklessly I move financially. There probably will be a day that comes where I'm like, I got about 5000 in my personal account, yeah. and we're not making money here anymore. Yeah. I mean, I hope that day never comes, yeah. but I think it probably will. We, we, had, our first, we had our first negative month since I started the business last month. So we're officially burning, unprofitable. Now yeah. it was. About I feel like, like we've probably been like that for. It was like a hundred. It office. was like a hundred bucks, but <laughs> uh, but that was like a huge wake up call. Like, all right, we're I'm now fully reinvested to where I'm not going to make a single dollar this year, but the growth we're going to have from it is going to be tremendous. But I also do have that backup fund that I can do that if I ran out of that account. Then I got to raise money, and so, that's how business right. works. That that's that's kind of how I operate right now. Like, uh, if I have let's say 150 just like in the bank yeah understanding that say hey over the next year we might burn five thousand dollars maybe a month yeah assuming that we don't like double our profits or assuming yeah. that we don't make any more money that we do right now yeah. just expenses revenue we could last on that for two and a half years right. you know what i'm saying even losing and i'm like if i invest that much money year over year guarantee you we'll be profitable by next year or something like that but you're that's saying, the way i look at it right but you're saying if we Im- we could last two and a half years. We could last two and a half years burning through that 150K. And so that's where I would say, like, you're not even investing at 90%. Investing at 90% would be. I'm just saying that's like, my mentality. Right. I'm like saying, if I want to, that's why I feel comfortable putting yeah. more into it. Cause I'm like, even if we start losing money right. at, a, at a rapid yeah, rate, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it's still. If you scale that up. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, okay, I'm, I'm going to invest 100K this year. It's not like, yeah. That number goes from 150 to 50. It's like we're going to make money off that 100K. So yeah. it's like it'll, it's a slow burn. But if we can just continue to do this month after month, year after year, after, yeah. even if we're not like profitable for four fucking years, but we're continuing to be able to do this every day, yeah. it's like what what else are you trying to do? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. but No, it is. It's, it's All right. That's all I got. I need to go back to sleep. How'd I do? Good. Right, good. I feel like we just yelled for 60 yeah. straight minutes. I'm fired up. Subscribe. There you go. my first time rocking this style what do you think about it you think it fits me yeah it fits you for sure i could never it's not tatted enough like my tats aren't visible or some my behind mm-hmm. can we see those huh you want to see, see them? them? Yeah. patreons only <laughs> and i think it's only fans isn't that the purpose i mean both just put it behind a paywall you want to see them cheeks super fan oh speaking of super fan let's go this is like I, we can do a five hour up right now Oh, you're you're Cause dialed because yeah. like six minutes ago you were out. I thought we were canceled. because now that we have, I, we, we were weren't only, even in here. We were out there. We were only. And you were like, no. We were only going to cancel because Tony shoved a memory card, you know, <laughs> in a hole that it's not supposed to go into. <laughs> don't turn around, Tony. Uh, at least, at least I don't work here because I advised him on uh, not for long on cutting. Yeah, true. Cutting yeah, you guys are going to ruin the roadcaster. <laughs> the way that equipment gets treated around here is like I really should have got rid of everyone. Lenses just off, wide open, like caps, like not being. You can't put get on. rid of everyone. Just everyone should be an intern because interns have respect. Interns have respect. Full timers, yeah. you know, they get crazy. Too, they it's, get too comfortable. It's like the less respect you have for someone, the more respect they have for you. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's not the way it should be. Yeah.